2: This is handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you, whatever your name is, you have absolutely no case. California, at the uh, forefront of uh, the social programs uh, that go throughout the country and uh, those states that are moving towards, uh, quote, progressive uh, programs and progressive philosophies, We'll generally follow California because California is sort of first in line. And we're always first. Uh, I live in California. Uh, We are first in taxes, uh, which is great across the board. Highest income tax, highest sales tax. I mean, just we're wonderful. We're first in bad traffic. Remember that. Uh, City of Los Angeles, first in potholes that have to be fixed. Very proud of that. And we're first in a bad transit system. I mean, other people would go it's last, but it's really first. All right. With that being said, uh, there was a bill in California that was passed uh, several years ago that deals with uh, the that women uh, were not represented on boards of directors, that boards of directors of major companies are generally white males and uh, women simply didn't have anywhere near. Uh, The number of board members that is commensurate with the number of women there are in society. I mean, 99 point something of the board members of major corporations are men and women make up half of uh, the population. So a bill was passed in California that required boards of major companies to have up to three female directors by this year. Depends on the size of the company, depends on the size of the board. So uh, small boards, one person on the board, and medium-sized companies, two, and larger companies, three, have to be women. Well, you think there's a problem there? No kidding. Uh, a conservative legal group, Judicial Watch, challenged the law and said, wait a minute. You can't have a quota system. It's illegal, to use tax, taxpayer funds to enforce a law that violates the Equal Protection Clause of the California Constitution. You can't mandate a gender-based quota. You can't say three women or four blacks. Or you need one Armenian and you need an Inuit because you never know when the company is going to start big, uh, building igloos and you need some expert on the board that deals with it. Uh, of course that's going to fail and most legal scholars agree that was going to fail and guess what it has failed it's been deemed unconstitutional and should have been and that's right oh yes let's go ahead and uh, take some phone calls start with you Bill welcome to handle on the law hi Bill yes uh, my
1: mom and dad have been married for almost 50 years um, they own uh, four apartment complexes in LA. They're fourplexes. They worked hard. They bought them over the years. Dad had a stroke three years ago. He's been in bed. Mom's been taking care of him. We need a caregiver 24/7 to to help. There's no will. There's no trust. There's no power of attorney. You know what happens if mom should pass? and dad can't make any decisions for himself, or God forbid, they both pass. Okay,
2: and there's no power of attorney, and there's no power of attorney, there's nothing, right? Right. Okay, so um, assuming that mom is gone, and now you have dad that's sitting, has no ability to make his own decisions, then you have a family member going to court. And uh, the court will issue effectively a conservatorship giving that family member, could be a lawyer, could be anybody who the court is comfortable with. Usually it's a family member to go in and be able to make the decisions on behalf of existing dad who's still alive based on your uh, predicament. Right. And so that gets fairly easy. Do you have siblings? One. One. Okay. How do you, uh, is her him? It's a, it's a man, yeah, okay. my brother. Yeah, yeah. Do, you get, do you guys get along? Yeah, we get along. Okay, you know. so let's say someone has to go in and make a decision and take over everything. Uh, are you okay with him doing it? Is he okay with you doing it? Do you trust each other? Well,
1: we trust each other, but mom and dad have always deferred to me for, you all know, right. help and, with things like that. All right. Like well, let
2: me ask you this. So if you go in, you go to brother. Hey, brother, uh, someone has to come in and, and take over everything and make the decision. We have to go to court to get the power to do so. Are you OK with I, uh, that? Uh, I do it. What would your brother say?
1: He'd probably say reluctantly, okay.
2: All right. So that's what you do. And you come in, and the two of you are entitled to everything. Uh, And you're not entitled to everything until Dad dies. And once uh, a conservatorship – well, who writes the checks now, by the way? Is it your mom?
1: Mom does. Mom thinks she can take care of it still because they have done it all these years, Okay she gets behind on on bills, and okay. I mean, it's, uh, all right. well, mom, it's, you, it's a mess. All I right. talked to her about uh, a will or a trust, and she says, that's about death. I want to focus on the living.
2: Okay, you know, so. great. So your mom is uh, obviously in a lot of denial about people dying around her. Uh, so let me ask this. Uh, is, mom, uh, is mom making good decisions, or is she not making good decisions?
1: I'd say it's iffy at this point. Okay. I mean, she gets a couple three months behind on utility bills. Okay. You know. Now, now here's good. what you
2: could do. Now, now it's going to get a little iffy uh, because once mom's gone, and then you go in and ask for a conservatorship on behalf of dad. That's an easy one uh, because dad doesn't have the ability to make any decision on his own. I would consider going in and get a conservatorship on mom also, or a conservatorship on on dad. Even on mom, since she doesn't have the ability uh, to deal with it, that's going to be a lot tougher uh, because right now it's her responsibility. And you're going to argue that uh, your dad's health is in jeopardy and your mother is not doing the job and the money is being handled by your mom. Whatever it is, uh, uh, Bill, you've got to talk to a trust and estate lawyer. I mean, right now, Uh, you can't do this one on your own uh, because this is complicated. You have to go in. Uh, and argue, and if mom fights it, uh, it's it's going to be a mess. Uh, so you have to go to a trusted estate lawyer. Uh, and you can get one of those on handleonthelaw.com. Also, uh, basically, personal injury is, is a big one for handleonthelaw.com. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what you have to do. Uh, the, you know, the more complicated it is, and this one is not an easy one. This one is uh, complicated.
3: Uh.
2: Okay, Ricky. Hi, Ricky. You're up. Welcome.
3: Seven years ago, I filed for unemployment. I interviewed for a job that I didn't get um, that was 100% commission-based. A couple months later, they sent me a check for $100, and when I told the unemployment office, they said I did something wrong, and um, they started billing me. Uh, For two years, they took my tax returns and cleared it out. Six months later, I got... Wait a minute,
2: wait, 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 wait. They cleared out? They took all the money out of your tax returns?
3: Yes, correct.
2: And uh, it was over a $100 is what we're talking about. That was the discussion. Over a 100 bucks that was owed, right?
3: Yes. The, they, the original amount that they billed me was uh, about $1,200.
2: Okay, and you didn't pay it. You, I'm assuming you appealed it. You went through the system.
3: Yes, I appealed it. Um It took two years. They actually ended up... Totally clearing it out, using my tax returns. And then six months after that, okay. I got all of my money back um, and a couple of checks. I called the office. They said that my appeal was successful. And now I'm being rebuilt plus interest, and it's already up to $1,800. Okay.
2: Uh, well, you get to appeal that one again and go up through the whole system and whatever. You, when someone says you've been cleared, you want it in writing, just because someone says it, that that doesn't help you, because whoever says it can easily say, I don't know what he's talking about. So you get to go through the appeals process once again. If you won the first time, you're probably going to win the second time. I don't know what happened. It must have fallen through the cracks. No idea. But you've got to get everything in writing. And if you already won, uh, why wouldn't you win this time around? This is Handle on
0: the Law. Hello, Kate. Hi. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm calling. I had a knee replacement done in September, and from day one, I felt like my legs were two different lengths, and I've been dealing with the doctor for eight months now. He finally admitted that, you know, they are two different lengths, and was like, well, maybe we'll do your other hip, which is not a problem. Um. So I, I'm very frustrated. I feel yeah. like the quality of of my life is not what it was. Oh well, wait a minute. How how, how what
2: what's the difference in uh, the length of your legs, one to the other?
0: Well, he just gave me a, a prescription to go to the shoemaker, and it's a half inch. All right. Well,
2: you know, and how is? Let's say you get a half inch uh, insert. Uh, and by the way, that's uh, we haven't even gotten in a malpractice, whatever. I'm just asking on a practical level. Uh, that is, uh, you put a half-inch uh, little, uh, you know, elevator shoe thing, and uh, how does that change your lifestyle? Because you're walking the same way as you always did with just a little insert.
0: Um, it's not a little insert; it's a half inch. I don't know if you. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm, look, yeah
2: no, I'm looking at half an inch. <laughs> no, I get that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. it's not one of those four-inch things where you have the big boot and et cetera. Et cetera. And, by the way, I'm just uh, curious as to that. But, okay, so uh, it changes your life. And yeah. uh, the doctor, did the doctor say he blew it? He's saying the robot. Oh, so, okay, so he's responsible. No, there's no question because he's the one that chooses the robot. So he is responsible uh, easily. So, uh, what is your question?
0: I don't know if it's a malpractice or mind not. Might be. Um, Might be. First of
2: all, uh, how old are you, Kate? Can I ask? And this is important.
0: I'm 73. Okay.
2: So 73. I'm going to bring you back to, were you ever a fan of uh, the old Westerns on uh, TV in the 50s and 60s? You know, the black and white. Four. Sure. Do you remember, yeah. you remember Gunsmoke? Chester, yes, Chester Dennis Weaver. <laughs> and for those of you, uh, good for you for knowing that Chester had this extraordinary limp—one leg shorter than the other. That's all. I was like, right. "Yo, boy, you win, you win on that one." Uh, yeah, you may very well have a malpractice case, especially if the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go go to handleonthelaw.com. We have medical malpractice attorneys. At least sit down. Yeah, I would say that. Give it a shot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she knew. Gunsmoke. No, look it up for those of you. I mean, we're going back to the fifties and sixties, so this goes way back. God, I love talking about early TV shows. Uh, And Gunsmoke. James Arness was the. uh, That went on for like twenty-two years, by the way. You know, there aren't too many shows that went on for twenty-two years. Yeah, go figure.
4: Uh, Wyatt, hi Wyatt, welcome. Hi Bill. Hey, um, I was involved in a divorce. I had three minor children at the time, twin girls that were 12 and a young boy at one. Um, In the divorce, I had a very successful business. The commissioner appointed three lawyers uh, for the children, one lawyer for each child. They lost their, uh, she dissolved the, Trust funds that I had for their college education. You're talking about what priest,
2: the judge uh, dissolved it? By commissioner. Oh, the, yeah, it doesn't matter. Everything. Okay, the commissioner dissolved the trust funds that were put into uh, that trust for your children's college education, correct?
4: Right. Wow. First, I had a I had a prepaid $3 million life insurance, one man for each kid, which I paid over 400000 for. They sold the life insurance for twenty five thousand. Them being minors, do they have a claim? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When, when did this happen? When uh, did why When did this happen? The
4: divorce was in 03. and it's going on today.
2: Wait. wait whoa, 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 hold on a minute. When wh- the the divorce was in 03. When did the commissioner dissolve uh, the trust?
4: Probably six or seven. It, it's still going on today.
2: What, the divorce is still
4: going on? Yeah, they, I get called back in there to, uh, you know, make sure where my income is and that's everything not, that's a, No, no, no,
2: that's not the divorce is still going on. What's happening is your ex is coming in and asking for a change of circumstance. The divorce, I'm assuming, is finalized. Uh, yeah, you've got an yeah. issue on your hands, but going back um, 18 years when this happened— Yeah, yeah.
4: children were minors.
2: Yeah, no, I understand. But uh, there may be a statute issue because if it happened that long ago and you, in fact, knew about it, why wasn't anything done in, you know, 2006,
4: 2007? I mean, it's 2022. Uh, No, she appointed a receiver in the business, they flushed the business. It, okay, they, something they uh, yeah. Th- all
2: right, a, a lot of this doesn't make any sense, but uh, you, what you have to do obviously as far as that's concerned, get a family law attorney. Uh that's okay. important. And they dissolved your business,
4: they wouldn't let you continue with your business? No, what they put two different CPA firms in there which cost 150,000 a piece to get an evaluation on the business. She didn't agree How with big the numbers, a, How so. big a, How big a business? hundred million
2: a hundred thousand dollars was the business no a hundred million a hundred million dollars was the business yes and you're talking my growth sales were. okay hundred million dollars uh and you're talking to yeah. a, you're talking to a radio lawyer yes they uh, cut me off I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. A, a, a radio lawyer okay excellent okay I, I don't have uh, much of a recommendation for you I really don't. Uh, Usually the calls I get is, Bill, uh, my mechanic screwed me out of $75. Uh, What do I do? Uh, Bill, uh, my neighbor has a branch that overshoots my wall, and the avocados are falling on my side. What do I do? I've rarely gotten, I have $100 million in sales, and here's what happened. That's a new one. Got to give it to you. That's a new one. Let me talk about identity theft for a moment. Do you know that kids get their identity stolen also? And actually, it's easier. The cyber criminals have a better time stealing kids' identities, as well as yours, of course. It's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft is affecting all of our lives. And whatever issue you have, it's always a risk for identity theft. So let me suggest LifeLock by Norton. Uh, This is identity theft protection, and it detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not even know or spot on your own, and there are so many of them. And if you become a victim of identity theft, uh, then they will help uh, you deal with it. They'll help you work it out. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or, uh, or monitor every transaction at every business, but protect yourself with LifeLock. Identity theft protection, as I did, as I do and have for years. Join, save up to 25% off your first year uh, with the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is Handle on the Law. Robert, hello, Robert. You're up. How are you? Yes, sir. I'm terrific. Couldn't be better. Yes.
5: I am a a tenant at a commercial building. I uh, this is during the pandemic. I had to reduce my rent payments uh, during the pandemic. I did everything legally, kept accounting of everything, kept all my canceled checks, kept everything. Okay, so my landlord uh, sued me last year for wait, roughly $100,000. sued dollars. you
2: during the pandemic for back payment?
5: For back
2: payment. During uh, the pandemic, he
5: sued Yes, my lease had expired during the pandemic, yeah, that, that... and he, wanted, you know, he, he was trying to get rid of me. There was no way to find another building because people weren't even showing buildings at that point. Uh, he, uh, So here's what's happened. He sued me. I defended myself. I had to go out and borrow money. It cost me roughly $25,000 in legal fees. Uh, now it's four, five weeks before the trial, before a judge, and he drops the suit. Uh, he had no basis for suing me in the first place. I knew it. He knew it. Uh, however, I'm still out with roughly twenty-five thousand dollars. So my attorney said, "Well, we're going to go to court and try and recover the, your fund, yeah, you know, your legal fees," which we have done. And I'm just interested to know: number one, what's the possibility? Do you think of me actually recovering my legal fees because he really damaged me and he damaged my yeah. business?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, well, there's a lot of it depends. Uh, first of all, you you have sued him for legal fees, correct? Just this past week, right okay. after
5: he dropped the suit. Okay,
2: yeah. Okay, a lot of it has to do with um, how invalid the suit is. What you're suing for is abuse of process or malicious prosecution. Uh, that there was no case there at all. It's a very high bar. That's the problem. It's not an attorney's fees clause that's within a lease because there is no lease left. So uh, that's all gone. And so your damage is predicated on uh, that he has sued you for uh, just using the process, using the legal process to harass you, and there's no basis for it. If that's the case, your damages are far, far higher I mean, the award, if the court holds that there was malicious prosecution, uh, then you're going to get a pretty good size sum of money on top of your legal fees. So uh, what, what does your attorney say? What's the basis of your lawsuit? Well, uh, just to
5: collect the legal fees, he was due legal fees potentially if he had won the suit. Why? There's no you know lease?
2: Mean, any- wait, wait, wait. There was no lease anymore. You know- Yeah, the lease expired. Right, so there's no lease, so there's no attorneys' fees clause in the lease anymore. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it depends on it depends on uh, when he made his uh, his demands that you had to spend the money. Was that was that within the time frame that the lease was uh, in existence?
5: No, it was after the. Okay, I don't know. Well, I don't
2: know where I don't know where he's going to get attorneys' fees. Certainly not statutory. And maybe I have it wrong, but I would talk to another attorney just to get a, an opinion. Now, you know, I'm not, you know, the, a maven of this stuff. It's not like I sue, but I, I did sue once. It wasn't, it was a couple of years ago I sued. I got sued by uh, some employees on a completely frivolous, frivolous claim. Uh, we had, I had an office, my surrogacy agency, and we opened up an office in San Francisco and then we shut down the office because it wasn't making any money. And uh, the employees uh, sued. They said the reason that I shut down the office was just to throw them out of business. And we went to trial. And, uh, of course, we won 12-0. And then I sued them. And uh, they settled. Boy, they settled for a lot more than attorney's fees. But that was a three-year fight. Uh, but, that, but that was really blatant. It truly was. Uh, yeah, Mindy. Oh. Hi, Mindy. Welcome.
6: Oh, hi.
3: Yes. Hi,
0: Bill. I've been listening to you for a long time. Quick question, I think. Um, my husband, in 2020, passed away from cancer, 52. He went into the ER with symptoms of indigestion, whatever. He had difficulty swallowing issues. They x-rayed him, sent him home, and said they couldn't find anything wrong with him to follow up with his doctor. Four days later, he went to to the doctor they sent him to another ER and they found a softball sized tumor in his esophagus do you think I would have a case no, against that No first- no no okay.
2: absolutely not 4 days later so yes. here he is with uh, this horrific cancer they miss right. it in an ER 4 days later you catch it uh right. and uh, and how di- how soon did he die after that
0: 4 months Okay, So not. you have it to argue
2: not. that during those four days, uh, if they had done medical care, if that they had caught it, Uh, At the first visit to the ER, he would still be alive today, or he would have had an increased life expectancy. That within that four days, that was the major change. See, you can't. It's not like a. It's not no no no. It's not like a year later where, gee, you know, my God, look what happened in a year. Yeah, no, uh, four days doesn't cut it. Not even close. I mean, it's a question. It's tough when you lose your husband. Uh, Well, depends on who you're married to. Sometimes it's a blessing. Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, sir. Let me turn my phone off. Uh, that'd be good. You can't hear me? Yep, I can now.
4: Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm getting, I got an eviction notice on Monday or Tuesday. It's a three-day notice. I'd gotten to uh, one before, on uh, Friday. And... Uh, I haven't found an attorney to deal with the three-day
2: money. All right. It's a three-day notice to pay rent or quit, right? Yes. You got to cough up money, and if you don't pay, within three days, they're going to evict you.
4: Okay. Yeah, my roommate died. And I, and oh, I'm I sorry was, to hear I that.
2: Uh, yeah. the, unfortunately, that has no legal consequence whatsoever. I mean, law doesn't care if your husband dies, your roommate dies. I mean, it just doesn't care. Uh, so, Mike, what is your question?
4: I want to know, what can I do to extend it another you week? You can't.
2: You uh, can't. What uh, if they go forward? a matter of fact, after three days, they don't even have to take the rent, even if you come up with it. Uh, it's a three-day notice to pay rent or quit. At the end of those three days, if you haven't paid, then— What happens is uh, they can file an unlawful detainer, and now the mechanism starts to evict you. Now, if you can come up with the money, they're probably not going to continue on unless uh, you're in a rent control area where there's just uh, you got a great deal and they want you out.
4: No, it's a rent control area, but I was just renting a room from him.
2: Okay, well, and and he's so who's been here for six years? Yeah, who's so who is uh, giving you a notice to pay rent or quit? The
4: management. Of a room that you're renting in his house? I mean, but, no, the management uh, that was managing the lease, the management company manages the, I guess, the apartment. Oh, you're living in an apartment that he had,
2: and now the management company is on behalf of the owner of uh, the apartment is trying to throw you out. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, they can do it. Okay. Yeah. So so not, I have, you have no case. So I have at least 30 days. Uh, oh, you have more than that. Uh, because what uh, happens is uh, you'll uh, well, do you, first of all, do you have money or not?
4: No. I, okay, I, I don't, so with I no money. Okay, it, assuming you have I'm no
2: a money. Citizen. Okay, so I'm a senior citizen. Okay, well, you know there are plenty of senior citizens that have buckets of money, you know, but uh, <laughs> know, but, my but not you. I get that. So um, right, here's what happened. You can delay it a lot more. First of all, you don't ignore it. Once you the lawsuit is filed. And there will be a lawsuit, a summons given to you uh, yeah. right after the three days has expired. Boom, you get a summons. You have 30 days to answer that. Uh, or maybe okay. it's quicker than an unlawful detainer. You, you, you answer it. Uh, you go to one of these places. Uh, there's uh, elder abuse places. There are organizations that help elderly people under these circumstances. And you simply answer the complaint. Nope, I don't owe the money. Just a delay. Uh, And I'm not telling you to do this because I've been a landlord before, and I hate
4: people like you. In the meantime, no, I want to. I want to. I want to. It's not that I've been in and out. No excuses. I'm not a. No, no. But I'm telling uh, you, you
2: can't delay it without doing that.
4: I want to do Monday. That's why I'm calling. Okay. What What do you want to do? I just want to find a lawyer that can help me write that papers. I can pay them. You know, uh you know what okay. then you have to
2: do some research and uh, you know I can't give you lawyers because uh, it's it's these organizations, these pro bono organizations otherwise you're paying a landlord tenant attorney and if you want to you yeah, know okay uh, whatever. If your business has five or more employees and you manage to survive COVID, you're eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of $26,000 per employee. And this is a refund of your taxes, not a loan. Now, the challenge is getting your hands on this money. It's tricky. There's a lot of red tape. It's complicated. So this is where GetRefunds.com comes in. They cut through that red tape and help you get that money. They are specialists in this little-known payroll tax refund program. They do all the work, no charge up front. As a matter of fact, their charge is a percentage of the money they get for you. And businesses of all types can qualify, including those that took PPP money, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales, surprisingly enough. They got my business, a six-figure refund. The average client in this program gets a quarter of a million dollars back. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on the Qualify Me button. You answer a few questions, and they do the rest. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. This is Handle on the Law Welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, yeah. Jesse, you're up. Welcome to the show. Yes, Jesse.
5: Jesse, my um sorry, bill my my question is, my company withheld part of my pay for about 5 months due to a cyber attack to their my company's uh, third-party payroll company that got uh, got hacked. And they withheld my pay for about 5 months. I was wondering if I was due any compensation for that.
2: Well, yeah, I don't know, You certainly you got paid, right? Uh you yes, may I did. you may want to call you're in California, correct? Yes, I am. Uh you can call the Department of Labor, actually it's Department of Industrial Relations, State of California Wage Enforcement Division. And call them up and say is there any recourse here because you're not going to sue. Uh, that's crazy because you've gotten paid. So effectively Mm -hmm. what you're entitled to is interest on the five months, and their defense is we got hacked. We don't know uh, because we go to a third party. So the issue is when should they have paid you? Should they have gone to a manual system? I mean, there's a lot of of different uh, requirements and a lot of different moving pieces here. You still work for the company? Yes, I do. Why would you get into it with a company? Once you sue them, uh, what do you think they're going to do? Probably let me go. Uh, Yeah, I (laughs) would. So, uh, you know, the interest on five months of wages, you know, considering interest was 2%, 3%. It's gone up now. But uh, if they've already paid you, you're not going to have the benefit of that. Pretty weird, huh? Uh, Hello, Lindy. You're up.
6: Hey, Bill, yeah. Bill. This is a toll road issue in Orange County. Um, my husband sold a our vehicle to CarMax, um, He, uh, my husband took the vehicle off of the our toll road account, so he removed the vehicle from there so it wouldn't be charged anymore. Um, well, a year and a half later, um, we're starting to get a lot of the, the bill or the automatic withdrawal from our credit card for the toll road went up substantially. Um, we looked and it, it appears as if the vehicle that was sold to CarMax um, is is using the toll road and now looking back over a year and a half later they have um charged about it's been about seventeen hundred dollars wow and you yeah. haven't
2: wait wait wait. Anyway. you haven't missed seventeen hundred dollars on your credit card statement
6: bill this is a whole different uh, situation with my husband i was cr- pretty mad with him about that um but no it was very very small and then Probably within the last three months, it had gotten uh, a lot more yeah. my okay. husband. Okay, uh, let me, I, I let me ask know. that again.
2: Know. Let me ask that again, Lindy. And you haven't checked your credit card statement?
6: That's his job. Okay, That's his all job right, to all do. right. So have you called? Yeah. All right, yeah. got, it.
2: got it, got it. Have you called the toll yeah. roll people? yeah, yeah. yeah
6: called the toll road people and they said in the small print that um we are responsible for removing the sticker and and even though we said we removed it from our account they said it doesn't matter you have to remove oh interesting yeah i
2: didn't know that either Mm -hmm. i didn't Mm -hmm. know that in the small Mm -hmm. print you can argue uh, all right here's the problem first of all obviously cancel the car that's for starters uh second second of all uh where are you going to get the 1700 dollars? do you know who owns the car
6: We have no clue. We tried to make a police report, and they said they're yeah, they're not. They're not going to do anything.
2: Uh, Will Carmax tell you? Uh,
6: Carmax, I believe that whenever my husband called Carmax, they wanted a written statement from my husband, and they have not gotten back to us at this point. Okay,
2: that's all you can do is go through that system, find out who it is, sue them for the seventeen hundred dollars. The toll road people, you're going to try to appeal. Uh, that decision, that's all you can do because there's certainly an appeals process as an administrative agency. I mean, that's a mess. That is a mess. Good good uh, reason, though, to look and good lesson, look at your credit card statements. I know people that do it every day, uh, much less when they get it at the end of the month. All right. We are done. Uh, phone number here is 800-520-1534. I'm going to continue on off the air answering your questions. So just stay on hold. And uh, if the lines are busy uh, and uh, they look like they're getting there, just wait a few minutes and call because uh, I'll get to you, uh, guaranteed. Uh, we I go through these so quickly that uh, you only have to wait uh, just a, a couple of th- maybe five minutes, eight minutes. This is handle on the law into creating an air complaint system modeled after a program in New York. The motion approved yesterday says some drivers.